Are you getting distracted again? Kay Kirkman here with the Gen X Career Show. And today we are talking about distractions and how we can minimize distractions so that we can get things done. That's what we're talking about on today's show. So keep listening. Welcome to the Gen X Career Show, the only podcast designed specifically for the Gen X professional who wants to start a new chapter, finally finding passion and fulfillment in the work that they do every day. I'm your host, Kay Kirkman. Now let's get started. Back to the Gen X Career Show. My name is Kay Kirkman, and yes, I'm here for yet another episode, and today we are talking about distractions. Ugh, distraction, distraction, distraction. I don't know what it is, but recently I have just been finding so many more distractions than I have in the past couple of months. And I don't know if it is the quote unquote post COVID liberation <laughs> that people are feeling. It seems like a lot of people are getting out and traveling, and it just seems like there's so much more to do, so much going on. And I've been having a lot of those moments where I start to do something. Like, for example, the other day, I I wanted to check an email. And some kind of way, I got on social media. And then I went on some website. And an hour later, I was like, oh, that email. <laughs> so I know that never happens to anybody listening to this show. But, you know, I'm just going to confess that 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 happened to me that i actually went to look for an email and an hour later i had not even touched the email so there's a lot going on you're probably getting a lot in your inbox again about things going on the summer is pretty much here it's it's upon us and so i just i wanted to talk today about distractions because i think it's one of those things that we all just accept as a part of life. But if you are looking to find your career passion or you're looking to find more fulfillment, even in what you're doing right now, distractions can be a deterrent to actually getting things done. I saw an article that I thought was so interesting, and of course I'm gonna link to it on my website. So you can go and look at the whole thing on your own. But the title is 12 Common Workplace Distractions and How You Can Stay Focused Anyway. And so that title really intrigued me. And I was like, yes, my Gen X listeners will love this topic because I know if you're like me, distractions are at an all-time high. And I didn't even mention what's going on in current events and on the news and how that distracts us from anything else that we want to do, let alone our own personal obligations. So we know it's safe to say that we are aware that distractions are a thing. 
But what do we do? How do we remain focused so that we can find our career passion, so that we can excel at work, so we can be a well-rounded person with our family and friends and all of the people that really matter to us? So I wanted to dive into this article a little bit and just share some insights. Like I said, there are 12 common workplace distractions, but I'm only going to focus on the first five. And I will link to the article so you can read the whole entire article and see all of the distractions for yourself and a little bit of the thinking behind what you can do in order to avoid the distractions. Before I dive into the actual article, I wanted to talk just a little bit about why are we so distracted? I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and we were talking about this whole idea that distractions are really disguising or helping us to avoid something. So when we get easily distracted, a lot of times it's because we'd rather be distracted and do something that takes our mind off of what we really need to be doing than actually do the thing. And a lot of times when we actually do the thing, we find out that it wasn't so bad after all. So I think before we dive into the different types of distractions and how you can still remain focused, I think it's really important to start out saying that nine times out of 10, when you're distracted or easily distracted, it's probably because there's something that you're trying to avoid. So a distraction takes us away from something by its very definition. And so I think that a good thing to think about as you're listening to this episode is what am I being distracted from? Is there something that I've been avoiding for a while? Is there something here that I need to look at? Because I feel like nothing happens, everything happens for a reason. And One thing I've been really trying to do lately is not ignore the signs, not just brush off certain elements of of my day, right? Not just brush off something that's bothering me because that something that's bothering me could be leading me to why I'm being distracted, if that makes sense. So I think the first thing to think about is, Why am I being so easily distracted? And is there something that I should be doing? I hate the word should, so let's not say should, but is there something that I really want to do, but I'm afraid or I'm hesitant, or there's something there that's preventing me from doing that thing, and instead I've chosen to go with a distraction? So I think that's that's an important piece to throw in there. The other thing I wanted to talk about is taking action, even a small piece of action and how that can help get out of this constant loop of being distracted and not working towards whatever it is that you want to work towards. You know, I'm taking a course with Evan Pagan. If you're not familiar with him, he is a very successful coach and he has a model which he calls He calls it uh, achieve, avoid, act, achieve, avoid, act. And and basically it's it's a coaching model. So it's meant to help people who are stuck in some area of their lives or want to improve something or change something. 
And he talks about asking yourself these three questions. What is it that you're trying to achieve? What is it that you're trying to avoid? And what is one action that you could take in order to move forward? So I think that's important too to think about because if you are getting distracted, sometimes just having a clear formula of what to do can help. So think about that also if you're finding yourself distracted a lot. What do I actually want to achieve? What do I want to avoid? And then what's one action that I can take? So let's dive into some of these workplace distractions. So this can be applicable to whether you're working from home, whether you're in the office, wherever you're working or wherever you're working towards a goal or working towards something that you're trying to achieve, there are bound to be distractions. Now, in the article, it talks about how sometimes distractions can actually be a good thing. Because if you're working on something that's kind of creative, that being distracted can actually help you get out of a rut if you're doing something creative because it can change your focus so that you're not so caught up in that thing that you're trying to do. Come, What comes to mind for me is writer's block. You know, a lot of times if you have writer's block or if you can't think of something to say, if you're trying to compose an email, sometimes stepping away from whatever it is that you're doing helps you to get back into that creative mode. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about distractions that take us off task, right? And so the article talks about how we actually have an internal urge to be distracted. Now, this was a really interesting statistic to me. And I don't know if you've heard of this before, but we get interrupted every 11 minutes and it takes 25 minutes for our brains to refocus on the original task. When I saw this, I was like, wow, no wonder I'm not getting things done. (laughs) We get interrupted every 11 minutes and it takes 25 minutes for our brains to refocus. That being said, you can see why if you're really working towards achieving something, that we really need to minimize or avoid these distractions as much as we possibly can. Now, some of the things that workplace distractions can lead to, negative, they can negatively impact performance, productivity, and potential. And then to compensate for these distractions and interruptions, what the research shows is that people try to work faster which causes errors, increased stress, frustration. So we can we can pretty much all agree that distractions are something that as much as possible we want to avoid. So how can how can we how can we combat these? First of all, we want to identify what these what these distractions are. So like I said, I'm going to give you the first 5 that the article mentions. And then of course you can go and you can read uh, into some of the other ones. The first one, you're not gonna be shocked at this one. Smartphones, right? Phones, 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 phones. They're everywhere. It's so common now when you go into the grocery store or any kind of retail store to see the clerk. I mean, when I go to the grocery store, I see the person checking me out like while I'm getting my money together, checking their phone 
or sending a text as they're ringing, ringing me up. So phones in the workplace are omnipresent. And so there's not only just the, the work stuff that you might get on your phone, but think about it. You're getting texts and emails from your friends. Let's not mention TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all of the social media platforms, Facebook, how could I forget, LinkedIn. But then think about it. We use our phones for everything. We use our phones to jot down notes, listen to a podcast, go shopping. Can you see why we're addicted to our phones? <laughs> so overcoming your reliance on your phone is a tough one, but it's not impossible. So of course we have the methods of putting your phone on airplane mode. Eh, there's lots of apps out there that you can use to limit your phone time. You can put your phone in another room if you're working from home or put it inside your desk if you're working in an office. I think the bottom line is you have to be intentional about your, your phone usage if you're going to be productive. So one thing that I do is, and I think I've mentioned it before, but I use the Pomodoro technique when I'm working. So I take 25 to 30 minutes of focus time, then I take a small break, and then I take another 25 minutes. And I usually do that for two-hour blocks. And when I do that, the phone is off. It's just a designated time when I'm not looking at emails, I'm not looking at anything else. So I really find that that technique is really helpful because you don't want to just just work right through and not take any breaks. But if you have the phone sitting there, it's going to be really tempting to look at it. So the article does give some tips on that. But yeah, two-hour focus blocks with the phone out of sight. And one of the good things now is with the iPhone, if you have an iPhone, is there's actually a focus mode. So what was formerly do not disturb is now called focus mode. And with that, you can allow, like if you want to allow certain people to call you in case of emergency or like, let's say if it's a repeated call, you can allow those. But yeah, the phones are a big one. So you have to decide what you want to do about that and maybe just have a schedule where you only have designated areas or excuse me, designated times when you're looking at your phone. But the phone is a huge one to look at. We're all guilty of. Okay, and I mentioned it earlier, but emails, 269 billion emails were sent daily worldwide. <laughs> That's crazy. And that was back in 2017. So we can imagine what it is right now. Uh, with, you know, with emails, like your smartphone, there are apps that can help you with that. I know with if you use Google, you can create folders where the emails come in and they are uh, they are assigned to certain folders. So that's it. Again, having a scheduled time when you look at emails, so either first thing in the morning or last thing uh, in the evening or however you want to do it throughout the day, as opposed to just always looking at the notifications, I think is a really good way to... Uh, to lessen the distractions with the email. So having a designated time to look at them. Background noise is another one. So 
all of the distractions that you have from people talking, like if you're working from home and you have family members or a pet or just, you know, the, the people doing the lawn, you know, I know with me, it always seems like the people that come to mow the grass always come when I'm starting to record a podcast episode or do something that requires silence. So all of those those noises. So how can you how can you minimize those because background noise is is inevitable. You can always use headphones or something like that. Uh, there's also apps which I will include the app that's mentioned in the article is called Noisely which can actually drown out uh, background noise. So that's just another thing to consider. Do you maybe need to change your environment if there's too much noise, background noise? So if you're in an office, can you go into a conference room or can you go to a different place to work? That might also be a suggestion for that. Number four, this is one of my favorites, people interruptions. So, you know, when you're sitting in your cubicle and Susie from accounting keeps coming over to show you pictures of her grandkids and her cats, (laughs) and you want to politely tell her to go back to her own cubicle, but you don't want to start any workplace drama. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just having flashbacks from my days in the office. (laughs) But yeah, people interruptions can be really distracting. And if you're working on something like your career passion, uh, you might have people that are maybe even distracting you from that. You know, if you're at home and you're trying to work on something after work that you're really passionate about and your husband or your wife comes in, it's like, why are you fooling with that thing again? All right, so the people interruption has so many layers because first of all, you just have people interrupting you from doing what you were doing, but then you also have people with opinions about what you're doing, and that's another distraction. So how do we how do we minimize those? Well, with this, I would say there's a couple of things we want. You can look at first of all the whole you know, confronting people and having those difficult conversations. So depending on the type of people interruption you're dealing with, it might be time for a crucial conversation or one of those tough tough conversations where you where you tell the person, look, you know, I'm working on this, so I really don't have to, time to talk to you, that type of thing. But then there's also the whole practical piece where you can actually block off your calendar, close your door and say, hey, during this time, I'm going to be focused on this. So I can't have any interruptions. I can't speak to you at that time. If you want to speak to me, we can calendar a time that's that's best for both of us. So a lot of these distractions can be minimized by planning and actually putting time on the calendar to do certain things and letting people know that that's what you're doing. But again, the article has some some other suggestions that you can take a look at as well. And then the fifth one, oh, this is a big one. This is a big distraction. It's clutter. Clutter. 
And again, in small doses, some clutter can encourage a creative mind, but we cannot deny that having clutter really, really impacts your ability to focus and even process information. I mean, think about it. When you're sitting on your desk, excuse me, when you're (laughs) sitting on your desk, you could be sitting on your desk, but when you're sitting at your desk and there's a pile of papers and there's a pile of bills and there are note cards and sticky notes and post-its and everything is disorganized, what does that do to your mental space? I mean, if you you close your eyes, now if you're driving, don't close your eyes, (laughs) but close your eyes and just imagine yourself in a clean, open space, a clean, open space. And when you're thinking about this space, there's nothing around, maybe it's all white and everything is in its place. Everything is in order. Think about that. Now, now I want you to think about being in clutter. So think about sitting down at your desk and this the scenario I just described. There's papers everywhere, papers piled up, things past due, things that you know you need to do that you haven't done, piles of paper. Think about that. And now open your eyes and think about how did you feel in both scenarios? What was the difference? Can you feel it? You can really feel it in your body. Clean, uncluttered or decluttered space versus clutter, piles of things that you just don't know what they are. And so your mental state really is impacted by clutter. So as much as possible, when we're talking about distractions, the distraction of clutter is definitely something that you want to be working on if it's a challenge. And I know it's a challenge for me. (laughs) I know it's a challenge for me. And I know with me, I'll be really good and I'll I'll get decluttered and everything will be in its place. Well, as much as in its as much in its place as uh, as I get it. And then life happens. You get distracted. Things happen, life happens, you're busy and it starts to pile up again. So what I find works out and by no means am I an expert, but I'm always a work in progress is having systems really helps. So if you have systems about when paper comes in or when things come in, where it's going to go, a lot of times that can help you with the clutter aspect. But I'd love to know, what do you do to decrease your clutter? And how does clutter distract you? You know, that, that can be a really big distraction. And, you know, we're talking about these distractions as it relates to finding your career passion, when you are constantly in a state of distraction, when you're avoiding things that you know you need to do, when you're taking in the background noise or you're speaking to everyone who calls you during what's supposed to be a focused work time for you, it starts to just chip away at what it is that you're really trying to accomplish. So. As I, as I wrap up this episode, I just want to make sure that you know that these distractions are not just trivial and 
innocuous occurrences. You really have to look at how these distractions are impacting our ability to move forward, not just in finding our career passion, but in our life. Because those little things, you know, it's just like the compound effect by Darren Hardy, his book, where he talks about how these little occurrences on a daily basis add up. And you just might find yourself chasing your tail and spinning your wheels and not making progress on finding your career passion and actually walking in it because of these distractions. So just to recap those top five distractions, of course, we started out with our friend, the cell phone, the smartphone. And number two was emails. Number three was background noise. And then number Four was people interruptions, and then number five was clutter. And again, we have another six to talk about. Maybe I'll do that for my next episode. I'll do the next, uh, the next batch of distractions and have a part two for this episode. Let me know if you'd like to hear more about these distractions. Like I said, I will link to these in and the article, but I think it's an interesting topic and definitely one worth diving into. So that is what I have for you today. And as always, I will see you undistracted on the next episode. Thanks for joining us this week on the Gen X Career Show. Make sure to visit our website, yourgenxcareer.com. And while you're there, grab your free dream job discovery list, a curated collection of over 20 job titles to spark your imagination, ignite your passion, and move you one step closer to work you truly enjoy.